What's up, Real Buzzers? Before we start today's show, please go on Facebook and follow us at Real Buzz Takes. Then head to Instagram, follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Then head to Twitter and follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Um, also, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review. It really does help the podcast out a lot. Also, feel free to send us an email at any time at realbuzztakes at gmail.com. And if you go to anchor.fm backslash realbuzztakes, you can also leave us a voice message, which we will certainly play live in a future episode. All right, let's start the show. Coming up on the pod, we talk uh, Aaron Rodgers Super Bowl, Fox News and their 1-6 anniversary coverage, Truckers share the crazy stories they've seen on the road, and the movie we review today, The Gentleman. Yeah, let's fucking rage! If you want a movie review, look no further than these dudes. You got real buzz Rob on the mic, you got cannabis keen and he's alright. Caitlin is giving all she can give and Calvin doesn't even know where he is. This is Real Buzz Takes with the Real Buzz Crew. Welcome to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. Today we are the Real Buzz 2. I'm Real Buzz Rob. You ever suck some dick for marijuana? <laughs> no. No, I can't say I have. And... <laughs> To my left, we have former CEO of Mammoth, Mammoth Media and current big dick player, Christopher Hawkins. Say hello, Chris. Hola. I'm 15 years old, and I've tried pot, and I never would again, in spite of the pressure some of the kids have put on me. <laughs> it's actually pretty <laughs> funny because still have never tried pot. No, I was going to say that's kind of why I picked that one specifically yeah. for you because to this day, Chris Hawkins never tried weed. I'll attest to it. I've yeah. known him my whole life. He's never tried it. Yeah, not for me. Despite all of our friends' best efforts. Yeah. Never tried it. And yeah. Well, a question, I guess, if, when it becomes legal, or if it does ever, would you ever give it a shot? I don't think so because I've just gone this like, far without it. Yeah. That I just, it, it, it would, it's sweeter to not have done it. And like, that's kind of the deal. I've, I've no oppositions to it at all. No, it, it's just kind like of a cool a, thing you can say. Right. It's like, especially in our group, it's like, oh, you've never smoked pot? Nope. No, uh, but uh, it's it's been a while since we've had you on last, Chris. How's, how's life been? How's the new job? New job? Ah, good. Just getting off the ground. Just. Doing well, and I don't know if you want to talk about this. You're you can you talk about starting you're starting your own business, aren't you? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's great, man. Starting I'm very Haw happy for you. Hawkins Design Build. Uh, the first big house is at Lottawana. That's great. You picked so, up a work truck. You told me. Yep, picked up a work truck. It's fantastic. It's getting wrapped as we speak, and that's just uh, like with your logo and stuff on the side of the truck. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, so well, so the crew will have that, and then I'll have mine, and yeah, first I've, first big one's a tear down build at uh, M5 at Lottawana. All right, so you've already got your first client. Oh yeah, congratulations, man! Proud oh, yeah. of you, happy for you. <laughs> oh yeah, we're it's 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 operational. All right, on that note, let's get to some news. So I was watching football on Sunday, as I normally do, and Boomer Esiason, who is a former uh, professional NFL quarterback, now turned, he's been an analyst in the studio for quite some time. Analyst. An analyst, yes. Uh, he analyzes football. <laughs> Hard. Yes, with his analyzing brain. Uh, and he reported a story from he what he called a very close and personal friend, like a source to Aaron Rodgers, saying that, Aaron Rodgers uh, was thinking about boycotting the Super Bowl if they didn't roll back some of the um, COVID-19 regulations in regards to masks and stuff. And, um, oh, really? Because you know, they, they have players have to adhere to certain um, rules and regulations. Otherwise, they can uh, be held out of games or uh, teams can be penalized, et cetera, et cetera. Is he the one that got it but then like kind of said he was immunized but not vaccinated? Yeah, what happened was he was asked about it and reporters were asking him about his vaccination status and he said he was immunized which um people were upset about because they felt he was trying to mislead or get around the fact with not telling people he wasn't vaccinated which uh you know teach their own that's fine i have no beef with Aaron Rodgers; he's a great quarterback but and obviously he came out and said that that's the dumbest thing he's ever heard and it's complete bullshit i will say that but i mean i <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, kind of a weird dude. I'm sure what ended up happening really was is that he was saying something, um, something in that same con like same vein, but a different context. And someone was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna run with this and give it to right. the media." I'm sure he may have said something like that, serious or not. Who knows? Right. 
But yeah, likely Boomer Sison's going to take a hit for his credibility there because, I mean, can you imagine? He's only had one Super Bowl his whole career, and he's because of Rodgers has only had yeah, one. Yeah, he's only had one. Yeah. Surprisingly, he's had a, couple, a few MVPs, but one Super Bowl. Uh, huh. And he's one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. But yeah, I don't think any quarterback, professional quarterback who has a chance to win a Super Bowl in the right mind would ever be like, COVID regulations? Fuck it, dude. I'm not yeah, playing. Not, not no way. It. Absolutely not. That is that is some of the dumb shit I've ever the, heard. What I'm thinking it could be is it almost could be a play if some of the other players don't adhere. He's worried that they're going to be, if he's not vaccinated, he's worried that they could be discriminated against yeah. and then lose that competitive edge. No, that, that's yeah, that, that could be, and I and he's spoken at obviously ever since um, the first story came out about his immunization status. He's been pretty staunch on, hey man, uh, I'm doing my own thing. I do my own research, which I, I think it's it's not yeah. my personal I do, choice, I, I, but I, I whatever. Take pills. Yeah, yeah, ivermectin and yeah. Uh, monoclonal antibodies, whatever, man. You know, um, it's not what I would do. No judgments. Yeah. All right. So moving on to. I was very pleasantly surprised uh, on the one six anniversary. I decided to do a little channel hopping, seeing what was going on on What's the one six anniversary. Well, the insurrection of the Capitol oh, was on January six, twenty twenty one. I didn't know they were calling it the one six. Oh, I just call it that. They, okay, I, I, okay. they usually use more loaded language, like you know, I don't know. It, was it? That's it. That, that was a year ago. We, no, I that know. was quite a the yeah. Anyway, the yeah. insurrectionists that we met. Yes, yeah, that's right. I forgot about it. At the Martini Shack. He was like, yeah, dude, we were there. He was like, oh, I was smoking a joint up in a tree. And then, it's like, Still okay. got pepper spray on my hoodie? Yeah. Did he say he got inside or no? I don't remember. He said he went inside. Yeah. It, it, I, I, he definitely had pictures right outside because I would have told you yeah. he was full of shit, but he brought the receipts. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he was at least on the yard. But no, I was uh, really pleasantly surprised about the, uh, the fair and balanced <laughs> take that Fox News had on this. So this was the clip. That was that I saw when I flipped on Fox News. I don't know for about ten minutes. Was Kim Jong Il a brutal dictator or a culinary renaissance man? North Korean state media is out with a new claim that Kim Jong Un's father, Kim Jong Il, invented the burrito shortly before. That's wild. I'm for it. That is great. I Kim Jong Il. I I've heard a lot about him. Uh, you know, God rest his soul. He's an innovator. Yeah, he's an in, he sh, he shot a game of golf with thirteen hole in ones from what I from what was said about him or what he put out about himself. He, <laughs> he put out, a, yeah. He also uh, allegedly says he doesn't have the need to defecate. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I have heard that. Which my point here is, I think he might be godly status because he both invented the burrito and doesn't need to shit. Though that's miraculous. <laughs> yeah, that is miraculous. Uh, yeah, he's never had Chipotle. No, right? Like that is, I, I mean, man, I just, and I just was really impressed with the coverage there. I thought it was good stuff, you know, fair and balanced and it, it was good. Like, it's funny that that's even a thing in this world of like, oh, I'm, somebody even tries to pass, oh, I don't, I don't shit. I just don't take a shit ever. Well, and my question to like the people of North Korea is this, do, I wonder if they actually are brainwashed enough or to, or, or I don't know, is to it be believe it, or are they just afraid if they don't, they're going to be killed? Yeah, I was gonna say, or is it just like that's the least you know? Like if we if you need us to believe that to not murder us, okay, fine. He doesn't shit. I don't care. Yeah, at, at some point it's like, like girls don't fart. Yeah, bro, you like, don't shit. I'm, I'm I'm proud of you, man. That's great. Right. Like, I like, shit all the time. I wish I couldn't shit. That's great. Yeah. Can my family have some bread now? Yes. Right. <laughs> can we get some food? I know you don't shit, but we aren't either because we don't. We're not eating. Right. All right, now I, I, I always do one fun um, like BuzzFeed type article, so we're gonna do this. And I kind of went through this, but I thought it'd be fun. Truckers share the craziest things they've seen on the road. I bet you some truckers have seen some crazy shit. I bet they've seen the craziest. And a lot of these came from Reddit, so I guess take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I was gonna say because I don't see a lot of the truckers that see the good shit going to Reddit. No, no I would. I'm not even sure. I mean, not There's to a truckers not, anonymous. Well, I'm not to be. I don't know. Maybe this is kind of being presumptuous about truckers, but I don't see them being big Reddit people. No, I don't think that. I wouldn't think so. I think it's a different demographic. All right, so the stra okay, this is, these are allegedly truckers. Strangest things I've seen was a goat riding in the passenger seat like a person, even has a seatbelt on. Yeah, well, I mean, be safe. That's not, I mean, that's weird. I wouldn't call that outrageously strange. I'd be like, oh, that person has a pet goat. Yeah. And like, what state was this in? Was this, was this in Lima, Peru? Because then that would be fucking normal. Right, right. I mean, you've got upstate not, New York, probably not as common. No, but like, yeah, if you're in Lima, I'm sure there's a bunch of fucking guys with alpacas they just take around. Yeah, 
that maybe it's the seatbelt that did it in form. All right. So this person was the offspring of a truck driver. Uh, my dad was a truck driver for 20 years. He saw many sex acts, but his favorite was a lady with a cutting board on her lap, cutting up fruit and putting it into a bowl on the passenger seat while she was driving. Yeah. So making fruit salad while driving a truck. That's, I yeah, mean, that's a lot. I saw somebody eating cereal out of a bowl. That's pretty wild. Yeah, that's a weird one. That's not a to-go food. Yeah, I I either saw on a TV show or heard a story about someone. Oh, no, yeah, I did. This was on the It's Always Sunny podcast. Apparently, the guy who plays Dennis had the same exact problem. He was eating cereal while he was in his car, and he wrecked his car, and they just got, like, cereal all up in the dash and in the AC oh, really? through the vents and milk, sticky milk everywhere. This was a uh, – yeah, I don't know what like what it was, but it was like a – not Raisin Bran, but like something like that. But I remember distinctly being like, – because I could see the milk. Grape nuts. I think it sort of be better if it was grape nuts. It would be. But, yeah, I, was, I saw that, and I was like, that is a weird, weird thing to do. Well, it's just while you're driving, it's just not – I mean, she forget about – driving with her knees. Yeah, that's just wildly unsafe. Yeah. For everyone else in the road, that's – yeah, I mean yeah. – I mean, using your cell phone is bad, but eating cereal requires two hands. Yeah. Unless you have some sort of mechanism that holds the bowl. Yeah. I don't know. Um, this is cool. I once saw a guy driving an I-35 in a minivan playing a trumpet. And no, that's not a euphemism for anything. <laughs> so he played a trumpet. Why are they, Why would you want to play a trumpet while you're driving? Got to get in those notes. Got to practice. I mean, I guess, I guess he wanted to. Also, that's a multiple hands thing, isn't it? Of course. Trumpet requires two hands to hold and then you yeah. have the buttons on top. And I guess <laughs> you could say he didn't want to toot his own horn, but he's good Whoa. at multitasking. That's pretty good. Are you sure it's not a bugle? Because a bugle you could play. Well, this this says trumpet, and take yeah. it with a grain of salt. It could be a, I could see a bugle. Yeah, playing taps maybe. Uh, <laughs> this is good. Quote: You got your blowjobs, people flashing, arguments, and throwing things at each other, applying makeup in the little sunblocker mirror. Uh, but one of my all-time favorites is the little dog humping a subway bag in front of the seat. That's it's <laughs> kind of funny. Humping a subway bag. Like somebody got subway to go and the dog was probably humping it. Oh, yeah. So the sandwich must have still been in there because yeah. I'm like, what would you hump? The, the bag's empty. But, oh, that's gross. It's kind of funny. That's not the type of topping I want on my sub sandwich. No. Be a little dog. Yeah, that's true. Oh, a lady changing her baby's diaper while driving with her knees. That's child services should be Holy called on that crap. one. That's, that's a lot. I mean, Jesus Christ. So not only is the baby, not only are you endangering the baby by using both of your hands while driving, the baby's not even in a, like a car seat or a seatbelt. Right. So if you hit something, then it's just boop. No, that's a lot. A surprising number of people drive without pants. I'd be interested in to knowing how they could see that. Oh, they're up high. Oh, great yeah, point. Yeah, if you're on a big rig, you can see in. Yeah, you're Oh, that's fascinating. Uh, the unholy amount of dudes jerking off, which... I have actually seen that. Yeah, that, doesn't, that, one time. that doesn't really surprise me. I have a friend uh, who will go unnamed because I don't think he'll want me telling the story from Calvin. college. It's, no, it's not. It, and I'll tell you the story, and you're going to be like, it's definitely Calvin. It's not <laughs> it's Calvin. something Calvin would do already. Yeah, he's like, well, dude, I was falling asleep at night, so I just started jerking off to stay awake. I'm like, that's – I don't know what's more unsafe, you falling asleep behind the wheel or trying to jerk off to fight falling asleep behind the wheel. That was his thing to not fall asleep? Yeah. Yeah, it was just – you'd just be like, yeah, man, if I was falling asleep, I'd just start jerking off. I'm like, okay, uh, caffeine. Stop and get a Red Bull. Don't drive that at there, night. That's yeah, weird. There are more safe ways to keep yourself awake. I don't I mean, think that would work. Like I would, I would almost just be like, "Hey, man, just get some cocaine if you're going to do that." I mean, that's a, right. objectively a safer way to stay awake. Probably. All right, we'll do one more. Okay, no, that's not that bad. I figured these would be a little bit more salty. I know. I mean, I'm, like, I'm a little disappointed. On the Halloween episode, when you're talking about the like the. Halloween costumes; those were crazy. Yeah, these, are, these these are these are pretty. Tame. These are what I would think they would be. I mean, the goat was different. Oh God! This one says, "I saw a lady giving birth while driving. So much blood." Oh, oh, wow. that's gnarly, dude. That's fucking gnarly. All right, yeah. some someone's seen a lion in a car, a real one. Again, where is this? If if this is in Africa, that's just a safari, right? I mean, that's just a safari that picked up a hitchhiker. That's all that is. Yeah, okay, reading a book, whatever. But Oh, Bud Light in the console, ruling a fat joint. That's pretty cool. <laughs> oh. So she was reading a book, uh, steering with her knees, uh, cigarette in the corner of her mouth, a Bud Light in the console, and ruling a fat joint at 6.30 a.m. It's my kind of gal. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot to unpack there. 
Yeah, there is. It's absolutely. And the last thing I want to talk about is uh, a big old rest in peace to Sidney Poitier. Do you know who that is? No. Uh, he's been in a lot of movies. He is obviously an elderly man. He's 94. But very big actor from back in the 60s. He was the first black actor to win an Oscar. Uh, first performance in Lilies of the Field, which objectively sounds like a movie from the 60s. Right. Um, what about Bob Saget? Oh, I, I didn't. I should have done. Yeah, rest in peace, Bob Saget, too. God damn. And yeah, and then Betty White. And Betty White. Everyone's yeah. dying, dude. That's I mean, Saget's right. weird. He was only 65, and he just died in his sleep. They have no idea. What, they'll say it'd be like 12 weeks before they know the cause of death because, I mean, I think they'll find natural causes. Yeah, but, that's weird. I mean, 65, he seemed healthy. And then he died. I mean, Norm Macdonald was only a couple months ago. Yeah. People are dropping like flies, man. I wonder. Nah, he probably didn't have anything to do with COVID. I mean, he just did a sh They said he'd just done a show. So I, I doubt it was that. But yeah, Sydney, born in the Bahamas, 94 years old, died. First black actor to win an Oscar. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, rest in peace, I Mr. Poitier. I also heard the, the, la the oldest uh, World War II veteran died. Wow. That was hundred and what? Hundred and twelve. My goodness! I could be wrong. Don't don't call me on the hundred. But it was like it was over hundred. Man, what? <laughs> but the but the old the the last uh, World War II veteran, I believe, passed away. Rest in peace. Thank you for your service. That was one of the big ones, man. Right. And just think about if you told him if somebody was like during you know, like the battle for Normandy, like you're gonna live to be hundred and twelve. He's like, mm, I think I'm gonna die today. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'll I'll save. I'll take living through tomorrow. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's a thing. I don't know that when you get to be 112, that just you get don't you just get lonely and like I don't know. Depends on what 112 you are. Yeah, I won't be in good shape at 112. That's what I mean. Like if you're if you're just hosed and not feeling I'm it, I'm going. I fully plan on being hosed. But I feel like some of the people that make it that old are like pretty spry. Yeah, my great grandmother died like 107 on my mom's side, and but like she was in a nursing home and not moving for like six years. Yeah, that's not that's not a good thing. That's that's what I'm like. That's what I'm like pro euthanasia. If they want to go. Let him go. Yeah. Dude, I mean, it's just crazy that we – and I get as a doctor, you take a Hippocratic oath to where you, there's, you have to do everything medically possible to save human life because we value human life, as we should. Yeah. But, like, shouldn't there be, like, some sort of autonomy to our own – like, if we want to just go out our own way? I'm not yeah. saying let a 17-year-old shoot themselves, you man. you got to be inventive if you're going to do that. Yeah. Then there's you, probably you ways be. that, you know, I'm sure more people do, but – Dude, my mom's told me all the time. She's like, if I get to be too old, I'm going to have you kill me. I'm like, that okay. I mean, if, you, you, <laughs> okay, you'll be mom. surprised like how down I am to do that, mom. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about this with my therapist. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Just you set the date. I'll be there. <laughs> Jesus. She's so morbid sometimes. Hey, I love your mom. She's great. I love her too. Yeah. All right. Now let's move on to the movie we were reviewing today. The Gentleman. Great movie. Fantastic film. I really enjoy this. This is not one that we review in any sort of ironic way. It is legitimately a genius level film. Really enjoy it. Yeah. Release date was uh, January 24th, 2020. Relatively new film. Director is Guy Ritchie. Before this Guy Ritchie, it's like he does one type of movie or the other. He did Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, which is very reminiscent of this movie. Yeah. Snatch, very reminiscent of this movie. Rock and Rolla, very reminiscent of this style of movie. Sherlock Holmes, one and two, big studio films. Which, they were good. They weren't bad. I like those. They weren't bad, but I'm saying that doesn't seem like a Guy Ritchie film, really. He has that visual style that yeah. he brings, and he has a, he has his own kind of storytelling method that's very fun that I would say is somewhat reminiscent of a, of a Guy Ritchie. Would you consider this to be a highly commercial film? I think he's he's probably one of the few greats that can play in between. Yeah, like Fin Fincher can do that. Right, like he's he. Uh, it's not like a Michael Bay kind of thing. No, but it definitely brings. I I don't know the budget for this, but I'd, I'd be interested to see what what he can get, what he can, um, oh, demand as far as budgets on movies. Yeah, uh, well, um, this one w was done on a really low twenty two million. I'll tell you, really tiny budget compared to all the uh, the cast, and I would say the scope of the film pretty really? pretty low 22 budget. Twenty two million. Twenty two. I wonder how much the. Uh, I wonder how much. Um, the, it generated. Well, that and then the Sherlock Holmes. I wonder how much what his budget. For oh, those. way those bigger. had to be over a hundred million. Way bigger. I mean, Jude Law and Robert Downey Jr. alone are going to command thirty million dollars. Yeah, but like, look at the. I mean, this was a pretty twenty million. I like this movie more knowing, and I liked it a lot before. But knowing that was his budget, that's pretty rad. Yeah, and a lot of people had to have taken back in points then. 
Yeah, I would think so. Like, like McConaughey's like, I'm gonna get 15 points in the back end of this film. 15 points of the gross. Right. Yeah. And 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 I'll, and I'll take a cool mill to do it. You know. But then there's actors like Colin Farrell who I think just took the part because it's a Guy Ritchie film. He's like, I'd love to be in a Guy Ritchie film. And then crushed it. He did fucking crush it. <laughs> crush it. Uh, he also directed, and this is another kind of big studio film in my opinion, The Man from Uncle, which is that show uh, that was on in the '60s. I think I like that movie. Um, it's got it's got Army Hammer. It's got a cannibal in it. Yeah, he can't. He got canceled for. for uh, he got what? cannibals sold. Yeah. If, which is he officially canceled or is it? Um, I don't know. I think he. I think I saw him. He's going to be cast in something. Um, and I don't look. I, I don't think he's actually a cannibal. I think he has some. Uh, I think he likes to touch himself to thinking about eating people. Yeah. No, I think he does too. But there's a very there's a big difference between fantasy and actual reality. And I don't know. It's weird. It I, is a weird. It's a red flag if you're dating for sure. If he hasn't done anything. Now I'm not saying like it's, rumors had it. What was said he. One of the girls he was dating, she claims he wanted her to have one of her rib bones surgically removed so they could eat it and, like, grill it and eat it. Now, yeah, that's weird. It didn't happen, but he just expressed now, interest. Now, was that, like, something he said in, like, the heat of the moment? That, like, ooh, I wish this was what you would do? Or were they just like, no, nah, like, I've got a doctor lined up. He's going to just, like, snatch one of those things out and then... Likely the former, if I had to guess. I don't think there was a lot. He was meticulously planning what would you know. I don't right, and is, and and it was a sexual thing. Yeah, that's that's, that's what, I've heard what of. people gathered from. And the thing, the fucked up thing about it is the messages released about him. There are only one side of him. You don't see what someone's saying back to him, which is really not very fair. Right. You don't have any context of what's going on here. Look, right. I'm not gonna deny it's fucking weird. It's very fucking weird. Could be like, why stop at the ribs? Grab a foot in there. But especially, it's not really cool if someone was participating in this and, you know, egging it on is not the right word, but participating in it and then being like, check out how fucked up Army Hammer is. It, it is funny because <clears throat> it seems like now everybody you're supposed to be open to whatever somebody's sexual proclivities are. <coughs> yep. And it seems weird to cancel them for that. It, it, yeah, it does. Like, but nope, that's too far. We decided that is. But, Elva, but everything else goes. It's kind of like... And, this is another great fucking analogy from my mom. She's like, you know, like, she's like, I kind of feel bad for pedophiles. It's like, it's no more different than being gay. I'm like, I think it's a little different, mom. It, it, you yeah. got to look. Yes, everyone has their own sexual proclivities, but you got to draw the line when it's two consenting adults and when it's not. That The consenting thing is is in the, in the age is a big thing. And yeah, I, I agree. There, it's It's definitely a mental disorder, though. It's definitely a mental disorder that doesn't pedophilia fuck yeah. yeah i mean yeah i mean you can't fuck kids like i'm sorry that you were born that way but no i mean you get we gotta draw the line as a society as a society at fucking kids and i was actually this we're getting way off track but i don't care. I know yeah it's funny that we <laughs> i actually was reading an article the other day about god that oh they they have a new acronym and this is where i'm very accepting and open but this is where i draw the line they have a new acronym for uh pedophiles because they don't like being called that and I think I can't remember what it is. It's a map. It's like um, that something that describes that they're attracted to minors, minor attracted peoples. Map. They want to be called minor attracted peoples. And I'm like, okay, first of all, not any better. We should just pedophiles, minor attracted we just person. Call you a criminal? <laughs> yeah, just like no, no, no. I look, dude. I understand it sucks. That's weird. That's stupid. No, that I know. Oh, I'm not gonna. I will know. I if I'm like if I'm, not, I'm not a pedophile. I'm a minor attracted person. Be like, whatever, dude. You, if you fuck kids, I don't care. I'm gonna call you anything. Yeah, but. And it's like, again, if you're born a murderer, that sucks, but we can't just be like, well, it's what he wants to do. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's, it's mental, and it sucks, and it definitely has its own. So, yeah, cancel a pedophile. Yeah, absolutely. But if you want to eat somebody's rib, then, and you don't do anything. As long as it's fantasy. consenting, then. Fine. I'm okay with it. God, sorry, I've been snipped. Let me do this real quick. I'll let that out. That was really gross. But I had to get rid of it. All right. <laughs> No, that's cool. Also known for King Arthur Legend of the Sword. Haven't seen it. Don't want to watch it. It's underrated. I thought it was, I, I was, I thought I was going to hate it because I hate period pieces. And Keenan was like, you got to watch it. It's good. It's Guy Ritchie. I'm like, oh, I'll give it a shot. It's pretty I good. I did not know that he did it. I would, maybe I'll reconsider it. It's pretty good. I thought I was going to hate it. And I'm like, and again, maybe me going in thinking I was going to hate it as well. I'm like, not bad. And it's got Charlie Hunnam in it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then Aladdin, which is a weird He's also uh, signed on to do Aladdin too. So the live action Disney version of Aladdin, 
did not realize that was Guy Ritchie until today. I thought that it tanked. I'm surprised they're doing a second one. I think tanked for Disney is not making a billion dollars. Right. So is it going to be Return of Jafar? No. I think they're going to just completely go with a different story. I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't think they're going to go with, like, I don't think they're going to do Prince of the, uh, the uh, oh, 40, were, 40 Thieves. Were there three? Yeah. Aladdin? Aladdin in the 40 Thieves or some shit. Yeah. Prince of Thieves. I'm way remember. out of touch with that, but yeah. Anyway, Guy Ritchie did those. Also known for uh, his good next project. Oh, no, no, no. After this. Uh, this was great. It was released during the pandemic on streaming, and I loved it. Jason Statham film, Wrath of Man. Oh, yeah. It was great. Really good. Highly recommend it. Heist yeah. movie. Yeah. Under Sort of. I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, it's good. All right. Cats. Charlie Hunnam is Ray. Uh, Hugh Grant is Fletcher. I we I know McConaughey's the bigger star here, but we've done him, I think, several times. Yeah. And Hugh Grant deserves some. He was fantastic. Yeah, he was pretty good. Uh, honorable mention to Matthew McConaughey as Michael Pearson. Colin Farrell is coach. Jeremy Strong is Matthew. Michelle Dockery is Rosalind Pearson. And Eddie Marsan is Big Dave. I like Eddie Marsan. He's in like Ray Donovan and a bunch of other stuff. Big fan of Eddie's. Yeah. Um, he's the uh, he's the news. Yeah, he's the uh, yeah. editor of that uh, that smut paper. Yeah. Also the smut uh, rag. Also, who's the I, f I forget the guy's name. He's also in Secession, but he was uh, Michael. That would be or yes. not Michael. Uh, Matthew. Matthew. Jeremy Strong. Not as well known. Um, Succession hadn't hit its peak yet. That dude is a phenomenal actor. Yeah, he wanted. He's supposed to be a total weirdo too. Oh, I bet he is because he's in. Uh, he's in this. He's mm -hmm. in Secession, and then he's in the movie The Judge. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. And he's three completely different. Like I wouldn't know what that guy's personality he, was. Is he like autistic in that movie? Yeah, The Judge. That's what I thought. And fantastic job. He's yeah. a great actor. Oh yeah, no, he's like in in every one of them. He does really well. He's good in this. He is. He's very like he 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 stays. He's very captivating. Yeah, he has he has that that strange. Um, he's very smug. Yeah, he has that strange cadence to his voice that thinks I'm smug and gay, but like you don't. But he's not. He gay. might not be gay. He just he just or has he's that like, tone. It's like every every outfit has, or like every yeah. season has an outfit and every outfit has a plan. And like I mean, he wasn't hanging out with a bunch of chicks, so he could be gay. Yeah, maybe he is. But yeah, he was great. All right, Charlie Hunnam. Before this, known for Cold Mountain, Green Street Hooligans, Children of Men, Sons of Anarchy, I think it's what he's most well-known for. Yeah. Pacific Rim, Crimson Peak, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, Triple Frontier, which is an underrated film. Uh, that's pretty good. I really liked it. it was I, like I thought two movies in one, but really good. It, it was. They they tried it's almost like they should have just made it two movies. I was very that that movie was very uh it had me anxious. Oh, yeah. The first, like, more so than most other movies. Ben Affleck, at the, the second half, you're like, what the fuck is he doing? Right. It was good. Yeah, Ben Affleck was great in it. Uh, Oscar Isaac, very good in it as well. Yeah, overrated. Underrated. Overrated. You mean Oscar Isaac was? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was good. No, or just in, as an actor, I think he's overrated. Oh, yeah, I, oh, yeah I'm fine with Have that. Have you seen The Card Counter? No, I've seen it on Prime, I think. It's Scorsese. It's terrible. Really? Terrible. Oh, I like Scorsese. That sucks. Oh, it's terrible. It it, it is. Uh, I'm uh, after that, and then which we're uh, the Irishman and that. I'm beginning to rethink Scorsese. I think he's well, lost a step. Scorsese just has to make every fucking movie four hours long. That's the thing. It's super long and it does nothing. Yeah, it just you don't. He doesn't understand. He doesn't understand trimming the fat. He really he doesn't like pacing is a problem for him sometimes. But I don't know what like the card counter. It's boring. Well, I think his best movies, and people disagree with me. Well, okay, Goodfellas, best movie. Yeah. But um, I think um, Departed. The Departed is one of my favorite. I think Departed's it's, really good. I think that maybe where he peaked was The Departed. Yeah, it's pretty rewatchable too. Yeah, it is. Like Goodfellas, kind of is too. And it's a movie star movie. There are so many fucking movie stars in it. Right. It's wild. Like, it just, you get Jack, Matt, um, Mark, uh. Who's oh, it? the Captain Leo. Leo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Alec Baldwin. Mur murder Alec Baldwin. Um, <laughs> Jesus. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's got to love him. Yeah. Anyways, we're, yeah, we're he probably peaked it. Anyway, the, uh, Oscar Isaac, uh, overrated. I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, he wasn't anything that special in Star Wars. No, he's, he just isn't. I don't, like, dislike him, but it's, but I don't, I don't see why he's the new guy. Ex Machina was his best performance. Mm. That is good. I will, I'll give you that. All right, Hugh Grant. Hughes Grant. Um, before this, known for a movie called Nine Months, he went on a tear, 
in the mid eight or like the mid nineties, early two thousands, where he was just a rom com machine. He was the king of rom coms. Yeah, Mickey Blue Eyes, Notting Hill, the British, the Bridget Jones franchise, Love Actually. So there's three of those Bridget Jones movies. Oh wow! Also in the Man from Uncle, Paddington One and Two, which Paddington One, this is this is universally, I guess, an opinion that's shared, is considered to be one of the best movies ever made. Really? It is. I've never seen it. I haven't either. But my my sister and I have a running joke about Paddington. Uh, I, it's just mainly me making fun of her for liking it. It's movie legitimately so much. supposed to be one of the best movies ever. She loves Paddington a lot. Uh, everyone who sees it's like it's one of the best movies movies I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. It, critics are like it's really good. It's one of the best. Like I, I don't understand. It's like that a, is so funny because I've never watched it. It's an animated given, bear in real. I, I, I don't. I don't, I don't know. I joke because one of the things is uh, oh I was making fun of my sister and. She, and I said she was like peanut butter and jelly or something like that. But yeah. I guess he makes uh, Paddington Bear makes like orange marmalade in prison. In prison? Yeah, like he goes to prison in one of them, or maybe the first one. Oh wow! But he makes orange marmalade, and that's how he makes friends. How the shit does he make orange marmalade in prison? There's uh, there's a lot to. It's a magical bear. What am I saying? <laughs> right. That's, this is. That's not. Yeah, that's not a problem. It's Paddington Bear, and we decided I think uh, Pooh is uh, cuter than Paddington just by Winnie the Pooh. I, you know, I'd have to see a side by side. I'm not ready to commit to that. Yeah, I think I am. I've seen this. They're side both by side. they're both pretty cute bears. And yeah. Paddington wears galoshes. I mean, what the hell? You can't beat that. Galoshes. I, well, from what I've seen to remember yeah, but in Winnie promo, the Pooh. he did, Winnie the Pooh doesn't wear pants. True. Oh, dude, I got. I was looking. I was watching uh, this thing about kids who watch Clifford the Big Red Dog, and I started having these weird thoughts. I'm like, that's a fucking big dog. What? Where's that dog take a shit? And like, why is that that dog's dick has got to be the size of a small sedan? Uh, it's just Kong Dong. That, yeah, they don't talk about these things. And if I was a kid, I'd be like, where does that dog take shits and how do they clean it up? That The dog is enormous. The dog would take shits as big as a human. Yeah. These are the questions I need answers to. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know where Clifford lives. I'm assuming it's like a big, big area. No, I mean, he's, it's, that's the thing. That's the crazy part is he lives in like a normal neighborhood where everything's normal size. Is he bigger than like a cow or is he cow size? No, no, no. He's larger. He's, he's, um, I, there's nothing to compare him to. He's not a Godzilla, but he's definitely not a cow. He's somewhere in between. Okay. So he's, <clears throat> I, I just always figured he was like a, a, a dog's like cow size. No, he's much bigger than that. I would say, huh. I mean, pull up, we'll, we'll Google some photos, pull it up. But I'm telling you, it's like, he's like a bit like house-sized dog he's crazy big so he couldn't live in a neighborhood he'd fuck everything up that's my point it's not believable yeah. the writers didn't think about this they wrote yeah, themselves I mean, in a corner and now they can't get out <laughs> they're just yeah yeah well it's like the cat dog thing oh don't get me started on that that which yeah we won't do it yeah i mean that just there's no, no there's nowhere to do anything yeah you can't <laughs> it's, it's, it's got to come out of the middle yeah yeah there's got to be something we're not seeing all uh, right. Uh, also known before this, it's a Paddington one and two. After this, known for the Undoing, which was that crazy series with Nicole Kidman. I watched it because of the cast. Yeah, and it's and and actually props for Hugh Grant for kind of because uh, I think he did do the heartthrob thing. Mm -hmm. And like even as Fletcher, he's like a he's pretty despisable. Yeah, and so it's like good for him for kind of going away from the like. No, I'm gonna like be skeezy on screen you know well i think everyone kind of got I, and this isn't a big deal i don't know why everyone makes it a big deal but he was caught with a sex worker in the mid-2000s and i guess was asked about like hey did you see a prostitute and he was like yeah like well why he's like you could have any woman you want why would you why wouldn't you just want to find a woman and not pay he's like i don't i pay her to leave <laughs> He literally said that. I'm like, that's the best answer ever. Actually, yeah. He was so honest. He's like, I pay her to leave, man. That's pretty legit. Like, I don't want to. I don't want all the BS around no. it. I just most people are like, oh my god. I was like, whoa, mind blown. Yes, <laughs> right. That's actually pretty rad. It's, it's terrible to say. He but. was so honest about. it. I was like, look, dude, I just pay her to leave. Right. Like on like, national I, TV on a talk show, you're just like, all right. I, I learned to get up and like slow clap him. <laughs> it does make me like him more, to be honest. A hundred percent. And it, just for the honesty of it. Like, cause I mean, who cares? Like, you know, like. He's like, yeah, you, you caught me with a hooker. My bad. Right. 
Right. Clearly, it's a thing. Somebody's got to be buying the hookers. I've got to be the first rich guy to ever be caught with a whore. I, I pay her to leave. That's good. Yeah. It was. Uh, so that was that was like the sunglasses falling down moment. Yeah. That yeah. The the Wu Tang. He's really good. I, I love. He's uh. So he's like kind of like he's definitely gay. In this movie, you think? Oh yeah. I didn't pick up on that. But they all dress like they're gay. They're all no, so no, no, well no. dressed. It is how he he hits on Charlie Hunnam. The entire time. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, I thought I chalked that up to some of like the English sort of vernacular in regards to Cockney when he calls him his darling all the time. No. Okay. Maybe not. No, he's like, uh, he says so many things that he's like, you know, like I could keep you company. Like he, he. Uh, I thought he was just doing that to fucking like make him uncomfortable and get under his maybe, skin. Maybe, but I, I chalked it up to. I think he's. I thought. I think that was his like weird way of, like. It was beautifully done, but I, I think he's masterfully supposed acted. to be gay. Yeah, masterfully acted. He's so good. I can't do his voice, but like I wish oh, no. he could. That, that's the thing. The, we'll, we'll get to it because I have a lot on the the accents. Um, also, after this coming up, he has Dungeons and Dragons coming in 2023. That's a movie coming up. Yeah, uh, I I don't I don't know. It depends on what their execution on that is. Is it serious or like or is it like Jumanji? <laughs> <laughs> All right, specs and deeds. Runtime, hour and 53 minutes. I first thought this runtime was too long, but I don't think it was. No. It was paced really well. It didn't seem like it was two hours. Most uh, movies are trying to be over two hours and shouldn't. I don't think this is too long. Yeah. Most most directors always have a beefier cut than, than needed. I don't know what I would cut out. I don't have anything. Because it all plays in very nicely. It's a very meticulous and intricate story that requires every element that's... Uh, described in the story right because it all ties again to, in together yeah. no i think it's i think it's very well timed yeah, i thought it was good um budget 22 million opened to 10 million which is a really good opening for a 22 million budget yeah gross 36 million domestically globally this movie made 115 million dollars so this made five times its budget it, it did well it's not as big as i thought it would be um, yeah, I was surprised too. Between the cast, I mean, apparently, I mean, internationally, it did great. They must just know how to market this, or I wonder if like the guy reaching movies become more um, definitely a British thing for sure. No, what's what are they? Um, cult? Oh, like a yeah, like a cult classic or like a cult. Like a, that's yeah. kind of what I think. Like Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, and like a lot of those kind of are those. Snatch now? was for sure. Snatch was you yeah, know, like it, it it becomes a thing. Later. I've had you fired. Right. <laughs> I've had you fired. Um, plot keywords. All right. Number one, we have marijuana farm. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I had the marijuana drops. Cause uh, I couldn't, I couldn't find any good McConaughey ones and I couldn't find any good ones from this movie. So I'm like, we'll just do weed drops. I, I was hoping there would be a good drop from this. Cause there's a lot of good one liners. Oh yeah. And no, that's why I was hoping they didn't even have a soundboard on it. So there's people are dropping the ball there. Uh, number two, voiceover narration. Sure. With Hugh Jackman. Number three, British gangster. Number four, C-word, which is used pretty gratuitously in this film. Yeah, they do use it quite a bit. But, but that's the thing. It's a cultural thing. People are like, can't believe they say the word cunt. It's like, okay, if you go over there, they can't believe we say the word motherfucker because we- Is that what they think we- Yeah, they're like, every time I've, I've at least I've heard a, um, a British person or a person from the UK describe why, why cunt's not a big deal, or even in Australia, they're like- Americans say motherfucker all the time, which is describing someone who fucks their mother. So how is that so much better than saying the word cunt? Like yeah. here it has they a connotation. Just drop it like like it's. It, it can be a term of affection. Yeah, like uh, it's all about context. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to catch on over here. I'm going to start off by saying that right now. If I start going, oh, what's up, hey Chris, you big fucking cunt. <laughs> like you're probably not going to take that well. No, no. Uh, but yeah, I I don't think that. But if you say, hey, what's up, motherfucker? You'd be like, hey, People man. People still say that's the word that you're not supposed to say to women. Um, uh, I've don't I've never said it to a woman. Yeah. I've never, uh, I, I would remember I've too. never used it. I I've definitely said it about a woman, not in her presence. Yeah, I probably have to. I I've definitely see you next it. Tuesday. Uh, yeah, it, I do reserve it for like a time when it's just like, I... It's it. I, it's seldomly used, but I definitely have said it about. Um, trying to think, a, a man and woman that, but never to their face. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of when I've. Yeah, I've probably. I, I've definitely said the word. It, it, it doesn't really. It doesn't really strike me like one way or the other. No, if someone called me that to my face, would be like, mm, okay, yeah, 
You know, I've been called worse. <laughs> and then F word as name. What? 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 Fuck. Oh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote it down and I forgot about it. <laughs> fuck. So it sounds like fuck. <laughs> fuck. Uh, come to sh- fuck. Hook down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's actually really funny. P-U-P-H. We'll get to it. All right. Um, Taglines. There was only one. It's pretty good. I like it. It's uh, criminal class, but there's a period after each word. So it's criminal and class and the criminal class. It's good. I like that. It's pretty good. That plays. Yeah, it does play. It's it's simplistic. It's minimal, but it, it also does does the job. And the double entendre with the gentleman. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. Now, it's we don't have a canopsis because Keenan's not here. So we'll just move on to the Real Buzz Rundown. I can. Do you want me to start? You can kind of just jump in whenever. Man, no. Yeah, I do want you to start. That's fine. Uh, the definitely the opening monologue where he's going into the pub to um, get his scotch egg and his pint. The opening monologue is definitely taken straight from a Lincoln commercial, where oh, he just sits think, down yeah. and he's like, "If you want to be the king of the jungle, it's not enough to act like the king." You must be the king. It's like, oh, this is from your Lincoln commercials. This is this could literally be someone took a script from a Lincoln commercial. I don't know. I think the writing's a little bit more intelligent in this. He's using that very like mysterious and cryptic, mysterious and cryptic tone. Yeah, it just sounded like one of his fucking. It's but what, I, I didn't dislike it. Plays, it worked. He plays really well. And I, I kind of, I think those uh, Lincoln commercials have gone away. I haven't seen one in, in quite some time. No, he moved on to like Jim Beam. Okay, and then he was their creative director for a while. Sorry? Yeah, he was Jim Beam's creative director. Have you not seen him in the thing? that They're just like, he's like, Bourbon, how do you know? Which I can't Yeah, I think I've seen it, but why would he want to take on the role as creative director of a whiskey company? It was Wild Turkey. Uh, It was a whiskey, yeah. Uh, But why would you want to, you're an, it's just, it's it's like Ryan Reynolds. He's like, I own own an alcohol company. How'd that work out for him? He don't know. He's fantastic. (laughs) He's a great entrepreneur. He's like, now I have my own. I have my own fucking An aviation cell gin phone. is good. I have that in my uh, cabinet. I always have aviation. Aviation is good. It's high dollar and it's, it's delicious. I stayed away from it for a while because I was like, that's the Riot Reynolds gin. And then I had it. And I was like, no, this is like, it's good clean. That's what I make the Vespers out of. Yeah. And they're fucking great. Right. And he, he has his own fucking cell phone network now. I didn't know that. Yeah. He's selling. He has his own network. I don't remember what they call it, but he's selling cell phones on his own network. So, I mean, I guess when you have money... And I've actually heard economists talk, economists, 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 Jesus Christ. (laughs) I got to watch the booze. I've heard economists talk about this is um, you shouldn't just have hundreds of millions of dollars sitting in an an account. It should always be invested into something bigger. Right. Right. Yeah. People with money don't have it. It's not in a, it's, it's, it's not liquid like that. Yeah. It's It's not 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 a high liquidity. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's make, cause if not, you're losing it. Yeah. Yeah, you're, absolutely. You, yeah, no, that's a that's yeah, that's that's economics or I can't say it the way you did. Economist one hundred one. Economist is what I wanted to say. That's I put the wrong emphasis. Uh, no, you don't. Fuck, want, you, I can't talk. You only want as much cash as you need on like to spend on hand. You don't want to be highly li- liquid. Liquid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not liquid, man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Have you ever seen Stealing Harvard? I'm not liquid, Sean. I'm not liquid. <laughs> It's Tom Green. Is that what he's referring to, though? Is yeah, I don't, his, I don't remember in yeah. context, but yeah. he's just a weird guy. People like yeah, people with that amount of money, most celebrities, it's not just sitting in and like at most, it's probably in some sort of like a bond or stock or something like that that's generating. Yeah, but it's not like a decent return account. annually. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm not sure what the legal status of reefer is in the UK. I think it's still mostly illegal, but it's just like it's weird having a reefer cartel. But they kind of explain that in the movie. Like, it's going to be legal soon. I can't run the business anymore because I don't have a legitimate business base. Yeah, they, they make it kind of on its way out. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Hunnam, using his actual accent in this film, his natural-born accent. He's so good in this. It's it, But it's weird because it sounds like a fake British accent. Oh, I think he sounds great. But I, then, I love it. It's like, you're all proper naughty boys. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> You're proper naughty boys. <laughs> He's really good in this. Yeah, they're what is it? Goffs? They're go- is that what it is? I can't remember what it What uh, he calls the, a, the No, yeah, goff. It's a goff, which I learned is um British slang for a, a stupid fool, a dope or a simpleton. But yeah. the name of um this what director? Guy Ritchie. The name of Guy Ritchie's production company is Goff Brothers or Goff. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's kind of funny. Yeah, he likes that word. 
but I, actually, however, Hugh Grant is not—he's not using his natural English accent, but he his take on the Cockney accent in the film is pretty fucking impeccable. They're all good. Yeah, they're all good. I think the 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 set design, the clothes, clothes were huge. You know, it's funny. You, uh, like a lot of women, like Emily, will talk about like, oh, that was like I loved watching that because I love the outfits stuff like that. I was like, man, they everybody looks pretty polished, and they did a good job. Like even McConaughey's got his like stubble, so he's not like clean cut. No, like. He's not as quote unquote good looking as he can be, but he fits it really well. He's rustic. He's a little rustic. Yeah. And I, so I looked up, I His looked wife this up. Is pretty smoking in it. My God, Mich- Michelle Dockery. Holy She's shit. She's pretty dude. smoking in this. And the accent just makes it that much. Oh my God. And just, yeah, in this, yeah. She, the way she carries herself. Yeah. The she way, does it for me. Oh, in this dude. Movie absolutely. A hundred percent. Right. Uh, and then you, I found this out. So they actually. Started. They sold those tracksuits that Colin Farrell was wearing. Oh, yeah. You can buy them online. I'm I, surprised you don't have one. No, no, no. I'm getting one. I, okay. I, I, I was I was looking it up. And I'm like, oh, they're not that expensive. They're like 190 bucks. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get one of those. 190? It's a, it's a tracksuit. It's like a whole thing. I thought it was. I thought I didn't think that was that expensive. I guess I've never bought a tracksuit. Oh yeah, 190 is not bad. It, if you you can go like if it's designer, it can be like five six hundred bucks. Really? Yeah. It's a lot. Oh, I know, but I'm still doing it. Yeah, what color? Oh, there's multiple to choose from, but I'm probably going to get the baby blue one. That one looks the best. <laughs> when are you going to wear that? Oh, I'm going to wear it to places people are never going to expect it, and they're going to be like, what the fuck is it? I'm like, it's a tracksuit. What do you want? Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, so the, I, I had a wonder. I had a wondering thought. In the scene, the first scene where you see McConaughey interact with his wife and she grabs his penis, I was wondering... I wonder if it's her actually grabbing Matthew McConaughey's penis, his dick, or if there was like a dick double, or if there's also like a dick grabbing double. So when they cut, it was like there was neither one of them when the dick grabbing was going on. I bet you it's neither one of them. I would guess that too. I'm guessing that because they all there. There's weird things about that. Oh yeah. If it was like and like if it was oddly enough, if it was me in the thing, it wouldn't bug me at all. I don't think it, no, it wouldn't bug me. Yeah, like I would just be like, okay, yeah. like, hey, Michelle Dockery has to grab your penis and be like. Yeah, like, cool. Okay. Like, uh, sh- where do I sign? <laughs> Should I be, like, fully torqued going into this? Can you give me a few or, minutes to prep? Or, like, or not, yeah. I'm a grower, not a shower. Right. <laughs> but, uh, no, I don't think it was. I think it's. I think that was. So you think there was a dick double and a dick grabbing double? I bet there was. I think so, too, because the way it was shot, you could see when it cut. Like, And it was a close-up, so it was just a hand on a sack of nuts. I, I bet you they weren't even in the room. No, I bet not, too. No, which, which kind of makes sense, because... If McConaughey's married and he's like, I don't have to have my dick grabbed. Can I, you know? Yeah, that's true. It, you know, when you're doing like a sex scene, you have to make out or whatever. It's like, okay, we can't really double this, but that's an easy thing to double. Yeah. No, I bet you. I bet you they did. I want to say the dialogue in this movie was written very eloquently and smart. Pop, uh, props to Guy Ritchie. He also wrote the film. It's like just the right mixture of elegant style and crassness. Uh, I liked it too because it's not. It, it's it's you. It, it doesn't just fully spell it out, but you're not confused. It's yeah. not Christopher Nolan where you're like, holy crap, like what happened throughout this? Well, part of the problem with Christopher Nolan movies is he, he the dialogue is so quiet. Right. You can't. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to do ASMR, but it was all, it was, it was pretty straightforward, but very complicated at the same go. Well, they did a good job of inserting a lot of British slang in there, but not in, a, in such a way where you're like, what the fuck did they just say? Right. You're like, oh, based off context clues. I know what they're saying, and it's fun. I like doing this. I love Cockney accents. I love British slang. It's my favorite. Yeah. The bees and honey. Give us the bees. <laughs> double bubble. It'll be a double bubble. Raymond, fancy a steak? Wyman. <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, he's like, oh, I've got a bit, about, bit, bit of Wagyu in the freezer. Wagyu. It'll be wasted on you, but it's all I've got. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that, like, uh, like, uh, oh, he's like, he's like, oh, another bottled yummy. Hugh Grant. I you're convincing he, me he was gay. Yo, he yeah, was, you're, he you're was convincing so me. gay. Yeah. Because he, he even talks about, like, being a top or a bottom with him. Like, oh. Bottom. Yeah. Bot- yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. Uh, how did I pick up on this? Yeah, I think he is. And it, like, it, it just works really well. It does. Yeah, he's great. He's fantastic. This, this movie, and I should have brought it, this movie makes, like, it's hard to watch it and not be like, man, I just need a bourbon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know they're doing sky, but like, like it's it's hard to just not like. Well, because they're all part of that high society London where it's like they don't drink to get drunk. They de- they just have a bourbon, but they make it last like an hour, and they're like, "Well, that's all I want." It's like I I would be a I would be a 
mess at those parties. I'd be like, hey, where's the next one? Where's be like, the- you just got that one. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Where's no. the other one? Let's go. Yeah, that that kind of lifestyle. Shit's that, not expensive, is it? That world, I should probably leave the Midwest and go live in that world. Yeah, it's that's like where you're playing like actual chess with human beings. Like yeah. it's not about like it, it, it's people get off on, you know, manip- like having the power and like making the right moves to sustain power, get more power. And it's just it's a room full of big swinging dicks with a lot of money. Right. And they're just like, "All right, how can I how can I out chess you?" To take more power. It's not even about money. Yeah. It's game it's like it's not a game. class. It is. It's what's what was that political show with Kevin Spacey? House of Cards. House of Cards. It's House yeah. of Cards shit. Uh Colin Farrell in this movie. Let's talk real quick. He's a genius. His performance is genius. I think <laughs> he coach. has the best performance with the minimal amount of screen time. Grant's a close second, but Farrell is on fire in this movie. Yeah, he is pretty good. I think he could, like, especially you buying the track suits, I think he jumped off for you more than he did me. Oh, I loved him. I, he was good, but I just don't think it's like, oh, he was amazing. Well, he's very specific. And I'm a big Colin Farrell fan. My favorite performance he's ever done was in Bruges. Yeah. I, I think that was an Oscar-worthy performance. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I know you love that movie. It's so, so good. Much. It's so good. <laughs> he's, and, Which they say cut and that, too. Like Oh, all the time. Leave out the bit of my cut fucking kids. My kind fucking kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been forward, isn't it, mate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I retracted it, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, all right. I retract a bit about your cunt fucking kids. I retract kids. the kid about your cunt fucking kids. <laughs> um, so weird choice to rob a drug dealer, film it, make a music video with the footage, and, like, release it on YouTube. I just, I, I know it's a movie, and I know, like, it worked for the story, but it's just a weird choice. I could see that being a thing. I thought that was just weird enough that it... Uh, Very Guy Ritchie. Right. Like, it was just weird enough that I was like, okay, why not? They, You know, they did the, they did it very stylized. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was definitely stylized. And I'm trying... I'm having a hard time thinking about all... Because there's just so many good parts and, like, breaking it down a little bit by little bit is oh, very tongues. difficult. It, well, it... And it's it does a good job because it does it with the thing at the beginning where it kind of leaves you on a cliffhanger like, oh, it looks like they just shot Matthew McConaughey. Right. And then obviously it turns out Charlie Hunnam just got there in the nick of time. And then the very end McConaughey scene. outmaneuvers. Uh, wow. Fuck. What was his name? Mike. M- Mad Eye. Matthew. Yeah. Outmaneuvers Matthew. Matthews, who you thought outmaneuvered him. Right. And he gets fucked. It's a great fucking movie. Which I've thought about that. There's a few things in this that like it, they, it's got a little bit of a, oh, like a, not a pucker factor, but like, like him going there, like, like a pound of flesh. Oh yeah. No, nope. yeah. Says, yeah. I'll take a pound of flesh. That, He's that, like, you're, wasn't the metaphor. No. Literal. I'll take a pound of flesh. And I'm like, where, where, where are you cutting that off of? He, oh, see, well, him especially because he's very thin. Yeah, he's like, a little guy. He's very, very trim, very lean. So I don't know, man. I, for me, it's just like, okay, I'm pretty sure I can get a pound off of the fucking love handle pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, uh, they did that in the movie Seven too. Like that guy. I think, unfortunately, I think you'd bleed out before you cut a pound of flesh off yourself. Well, I, that's the thing. You got to do like a finger or a hand or something that you can just do it real quick. But I don't think that's a pound. No, it's maybe an ounce or two, and you need sixteen. So if eight of your fingers might do it. You need yeah yeah. If, if you, <laughs> what do eight fingers? <laughs> maybe maybe four fingers, four toes. You'd get halfway through, like I didn't think this through. I don't know. Well, shit. <laughs> maybe just a whole hand. A hand might weigh a pound. Yeah, but it, but yeah, that was a lot. And then the the dude having sex with the pig. That was a lot. Yeah, that was yeah, that was Colin Farrell me. repaying Russ knows Croy. Oh, like, that's the best. Like, oh no, no, I, I, sorry, I'm only a green belt. Uh, I do want to talk one more thing about Colin Farrell. Uh, it's really, really funny. The whole black c-word monologue with him is hilarious. He's like, oh, did he call me a black cunt? And oh, he's, yeah. and he's like, he did. And let's face facts: you're black and you're a cunt. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, but that's racist. He's like. If you're asking me, I think it's coming from a place of familiarity and affection. <laughs> yeah. Like the way he just breaks it down. And it's like, yeah, he did. And you know, it, it's really not that bad. He's yeah, like, he didn't say that all blacks are he cunts. He didn't say all black people are cunts. He just said you are. Yeah. It, it's, the two things aren't related. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's pretty good as, as the coach. Yeah, he's I, and also the end when uh, he shoots the Russians. And uh, so he, because he's kind of the savior that like keeps it going. And I love the last when he walks out and he goes like the, Four. Yeah. Because he, you know, he does the three things to like make amends or whatever with Charlie Hunnam. He did the fourth one. Then yeah. he shoots the guy and he, and he looks down and all he does is look at Charlie Hunnam and just puts up the number four and then walks away. Well, and there's one part with Charlie Hunnam when he was running 
after the kids to get their phones after they'd filmed the Russian kid falling from the roof. Yeah. And like you could tell, I mean, it was awkward trying to sprint in all that really, really nice, uh, fancy apparel. Right. And um, uh, I had another point there. Oh, no, that was it. But oh, yeah. Then, then, was <laughs> then there was the girl, the, the, which again, the, there was one thing that I might have. I don't know. Maybe it depends. The girl, the heroin addict who they picked up that looked like a member of like a Seattle they grunge did a band. Good job casting her. Like, I thought that was kind of sweet. Looked, well, she looked like a man. Well, she, yeah, she was very androgynous. Which is, which is in vogue now in Hollywood. Right. Like I was, someone was telling me about Sp- Spider Man, the new Spider Man. It's like, yeah, man. I just, you know, part of the reason like I like Spider Man is because you know I like Mary Jane. She has big tits. They make out. It's great. Like she's really highly sexualized, and that's a cool part about about Spider Man. And then the new one, Zendaya, is. Uh, more of in sort of androgynous or non super gender specific. Is she? Uh, she's not eighteen, is she? Oh yeah, she's twenty something. Oh, I I just always thought she was like a minor. She so looks I've, like I've never yeah. like even been like. I think she's like twenty two. I've or never something. gone there. I've just been like, okay, that's who that is. I mean, but she's I've too, never I've never thought about that. Like, even if she's twenty two, I still don't look at her like uh, she's just too young. It's yeah, it's not like uh, who was the Mary Jane in the first Spider Man with uh, Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst, yeah, that was like okay. Yeah, she had her big old titties out. It was great. Right. She made out with Spider Man upside down. It was fucking awesome. Right. Emma Stone, super hot. Right. Not as big a titties, but still really good. Not as big a titties, but but still good titties. Yeah, they were great titties. Yeah. Um. Okay. Oh, I like the, the and back to where Charlie Hunnam was running after the kids, and he eventually reveals he has a machine gun. They they fucking nailed the use of the Wu Tang track during that, where they start chanting Wu Tang Wu, like right after he just fires the gun up in the air and takes the kid's phone, because it was a total Wu Tang mic drop move. Oh yeah, I, see, I, don't, you're, I don't. You're probably not familiar with Wu Tang Clan. No, I don't know what that means. It's a real ODB kind of moment. Don't, don't even know what ODB means. ODB. ODB. O- old dirty bastard. Oh. He's one of the members of the Wu Tang Clan. Is, is that what he would do? He would. Well, he was badass. Yeah, like, well, Chris, you had RZA, you had OD. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, bored. I did that. That scene was pretty good, and I think it was all because they needed they needed the girl because she like she had the Russian parents. Yeah, I know, so, but so the, she, I wouldn't. But I would have. What I would have cut maybe is her dying. The Russian parents. It was weird that she just went out to her yard, collapsed, and died. It's like, why do we do that? I mean, and it was again. It was when McConaughey yeah. was explaining to um, the Lord uh, Chinese guy that he was he what he dealt killed people, and that's when he, that's she's dying at the parallel. Yeah, I think I think that was still pretty motivated, and I think it was kind of nice because what it made it seem like is all that all that that they created, which they didn't kill her, but the, she they killed the other guy in the room. Yeah. Um, that had that the Russian kid. Yeah, the Russian kid, whoever it was he you know fell out of the window. Um, he's like, oh yeah, he's, he's like, you killed a guy. Nope. Well, really, it was the gravity that killed him. <laughs> That's such good writing. <laughs> yeah, the writing. My is- my favorite line Matthew McConaughey has in the whole movie is, "Who's this? What does he say? Who's this? Fu- who's this jumping fuck boy? Anyway, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he just says, "Who's this jumping fuck boy?" Yeah. I've always, yeah, it's yeah. The Hugh Grant's the one that I always think about and quote. He's like, "Ooh, yep, uh, like uh, n- n- another bottle, yummy, yummy." Yeah, he's great. That, that, that's the thing. There's not a bad performance in this film. There really isn't. No. McConaughey's great. Uh, and everyone plays their role well. You know, McConaughey could have been like, hey, I'm not very funny in this movie. I want more funny lines. But no, he's not supposed to be. He's pretty badass. It, it, but he does have some fun. Charlie Hunnam, a little funnier, a uh, little more, has a little, has a little more humor in his character, but also stoic. Yeah. But, but, and then obviously Hugh Graham was majority of the comedy. Colin Farrell is the other majority of the comedy. But it was it was it was good. It's a very funny movie. Yeah. All right. You have anything else? No. Do you know what time it is? It's time for Tipsy Trivia. Yeah, let's fucking rage. You're not doing the. I switch off. Yeah. I switch off. I I, I we did it a bunch. I I got tired of it. Yeah. And Cal, we'll start playing it when Calvin comes back. Yeah. This is the portion of the podcast where we have five trivia-based questions from the film. If Chris gets three of the five correct, I have to shotgun and he doesn't. If he gets less than three correct, he has to shotgun and I don't. But inevitably, we'll both end up shotgunning because it's that kind of show. Number one. Which actress was originally cast as Rosalind before Michelle Dockery? Was it A, Kira Knightley, B, Kate Beckinsale, C, Carrie Mulligan, or D, Emily Blunt? All English actresses. I'm going to go Carrie Mulligan. That's a great choice because I almost didn't include her, but it's not her. 
And she would have been great in this role, too. Kate Beckinsale. Ah, oh, this chick did way better. I kind of agree. I love Kate Beckinsale. She's great, but... And even Keira Knightley. This she chick did, did way better. Oh, she, there's, she has a, a sort of swagger and, like, something that yeah. Keira Knightley and, like, and Kate Beckinsale, they're, they're go, almost too prissy. I'll go out on a limb and say, like, that is what I think feminists are trying to be. You know what I mean? With Like, that just, like... You mean dumb fucking broads? Yeah. I don't want to say that, but like it's there's that like okay, you're not like sacrificing your femininity, but while being she's very strong, she's very feminine, right? Like it, that's I think it's like that, like that's what people are trying to do, and I think that's why she's so much more uh, so attractive. It's she's beautiful. Don't get me wrong, she's very beautiful, but it's not just her looks. It's as much her, she can walk the walk and yeah, talk the talk. It's, it's not just like it's her bloated. swagger and her looks. She's right. like, oh my. God, I this woman's so confident, and I love her. It's not like all the movies where they've got this like little chick that's running around beating up all like f- ten men that are four times as strong as yeah. she is. It's like, yeah, that's fine, but that's just not gonna. It's just not reality, you know. God, I've been thinking about women's rights. <laughs> <laughs> they have too many. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> enough is enough. All right. Enough is enough. <laughs> uh, number two. Guy Ritchie owns the actual pub, Lore of the Land, which is featured at the beginning of the film. Which famous footballer does he own the pub with? Is it A, Cristiano Ronaldo, B, Lionel Messi, C, David Beckham, or D, Pele? I'm going to go Ronaldo. It's David Beckham. Oh. So they own uh, the pub together, and they also own – well, actually, it's just Guy Ritchie. He owns a brewery, and the ale they were pouring came from his brewery. So he owns a pub and a brewery. Oh, there you go. He's diversifying. Yeah, why not? Number three. True or false, Matthew McConaughey was, uh, sorry, true or false, Matthew McConaughey and Hugh Grant were good friends prior to shooting this film. I'm going to say true. False. They never even met during the shoot. The first time they met was on Graham Norton promoting the movie upon its release. Really? I thought that was interesting. They seem like, like they would be good. Yeah. Oh, I don't, th- I think they probably are friends now. But yeah, I. it's just weird that they're in this film together, but they never share scenes. True. So it's just, they never, um, I think I'm going to get, yep, I'm going to give it away if I say that. Uh, number five, over under six days, how long did it take uh, to shoot Hugh Grant scenes? Under. Under. He shot all of his scenes in five days, which, given the monologue-heavy uh, dialogue his character has, pretty impressive. Which, once again, I think props for the writing in this movie. It's probably how they kept it to 22 mil, is it was probably in and out, in and out. You know what I mean? It, yeah. Well, you think about the setups there, but... Yeah, they, this is just a good movie. It's well executed. It really is. Low, I mean, for its scope, lower budget, big star power. It's got comedy. It's got action. It's got great writing. Uh, it, it's there's, I there, I mean, what's it missing? A great love story? I don't know. I don't. I mean, maybe some people want that. I, I think it's Man, great. I think no, it's about it's, perfect. It's good. Yeah. All right. So I thought of number four. Number five. Raymond's Grill is heavily featured in the film. <laughs> yes. Bobby. Yes. <laughs> Which member of the cast or crew is credited with designing Wyman's Grill? Oh, fuck. Is it A, Matthew McConaughey, B, Charlie Hunnam, C, Hugh Grant, or D, Guy Ritchie? The Bobby that keeps your foot, feet warm. Uh, it is a cool I'm, barbecue. I'm going to say McConaughey. Guy Ritchie uh, was the one uh, is credited with designing that, that grill and allegedly has one at his house. That whole setup, like the whole Lord's it's really that, fucking cool. Yeah, it's pretty bomb. I I aspire to like that, just in my life. And I love London. It's one of my favorite cities. I God, if I mean again, it's like it's like every other major major city. It's so fucking awesome if you have tons of money. Right. If you don't have tons of money, you're really kind of like, not maybe not even struggling, but you're not living as well as you could be in somewhere like the Midwest or yeah, having never gone over there. It seems like because what is the the United Kingdom? That's like the size of Missouri. It's not that small. I think it's closer to like the size of Texas. But it for a country, for being a first world superpower country, it's tiny. Right. So it just see, it does seem weird because it's like, like I couldn't imagine what like an acre of land in that in the United Kingdom would cost. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you go, it's probably going to be cheaper than you think if you go out to um, the the country part of England. But London, holy shit, dude! I mean, it's it's like New York City. It's it's so expensive to live there. 
but it's such a fucking cool. And I've been to New York City. New York's fine. It's just uh, dirty. It's dirty. I'm not it, a New York fan. I. It's not for me. Everyone's stacked on top of each other. Everyone's a fucking asshole. Uh, you have to. There's. Uh, you. It's. Uh, there's a ton to do, but it's hard to like stumble on anything because it is like. It, it's dirty and it's gross and like the things to do, you have to kind of know where they're at and go to them. And just the living situation is just awful. Like you, yeah. if you have 1200 square feet of apartment, you're a millionaire. Yeah. It's insanity. So I, I just, but in that but London's so much cleaner people, people, I don't know if they're nicer. I just like the culture more yeah. the, the culture. Like love, fucking love pubs. The pubs are all super old. You walk in, they have those pump taps they have scotch eggs, which are delicious. They're mustard, super spicy. It's not like it's not like American mustard. I'll tell you that. Huh. All right, moving on to drinking buddies. This is the portion of the podcast where we choose a character, not an actor, but a character that you would get irresponsibly fucked up, shit faced, shy vote, if you will, and I will with Chris. Who's your drinking buddy? I should have had this one queued up, and I didn't. I mean, there's only two um, real good choices, in my opinion. Is uh, Hunnam. Or, yeah, that's not bad. Or Fletcher. Fletcher or Coach is what I would go with. Fletcher probably. Fletcher would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, he he would be fun. But yeah, my Fletcher's my, probably mine. Fletcher's good or Coach is good. I'm good with either of those. You would probably go Coach because you're buying the tracksuit. I'm definitely gonna get that tracksuit. <laughs> it's gonna be great. <laughs> it's not. It's not. A, it's not even expensive. It's only like five grand. It, it was only like three hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, you guys, okay. who doesn't have three hundred dollars just to throw take, away on a tracksuit? Take my money. Yeah, shut up and take my money. All right. Rotten Tomatoes over under. I will set the critics at a seventy-six percent. I'm gonna say under. It is a seventy-five. Okay, good. I Which thought it didn't I, do well. I think that's a little under, even from a critical perspective. I think it's underrated. That this is an eighty eighty five. I think yeah. from critic pers it's critics perspective, that's not doing the movie justice, in my opinion. Audience, I will set at an eighty three percent. I'm gonna go under eighty four percent. Okay, and I still don't think that's close. But I don't think that's doing it justice. Eighty five or above for an audience should be. IMDb is five point eight. Seven point eight. 7.8? Which is super high for IMDb. I just figured with the other ones, it'd be lower. Yeah. And my Real Buzz ranking, rating, my Real Buzz rating is a four out of five beers. I'm going to say five out of five. I like it. I'm going to say full five beers. It's a fiver. We got yeah, a fiver. That's a fiver. I think it's the first time we've had someone ranking a fiver. I like it. Yeah. It's a full five beers for me. All right. Well, I think that does it for episode, I want to say this is 104. I don't know. 104, 105 Real Buzz takes. We are the Real Buzz 2. Chris, take us out. Keep it real while keeping it safe. We are the Real Buzz crew, and we review the best of the worst for you. This concludes our broadcast day. Balls. Oh, thank you.